0: This is Duncan Turner from the Vagina Doctor podcast. Welcome to the Consult With Me segment where we take a deeper look into our most frequently asked questions. But what do I know? I'm just a vagina doctor. So let's talk about testosterone. Okay. Testosterone is a male hormone, but it's produced, produced by both men and women in different amounts.
1: Okay, but wait, we have to just go into this, why we're talking about testosterone, because testosterone lately, we're getting a lot of women calling, saying they want testosterone therapy. Right. They just want testosterone. Yes. They don't want anything else. Yes. So it's trending. Yes. All right. Why is it trending?
0: Um I'd say it's been there for males for a long time. Uh, men wanting to uh, supplement their own production uh, for physical performance um, but and and also for libido and general uh, feeling of well-being. Um,
1: but testosterone is thought when somebody says testosterone, you think male. okay yeah. so if you're a female, Why suddenly is this testosterone? Why is it something women are like, wait, I want testosterone?
0: Well, I'd say it started with a company called BioT, who um, promoted uh, the application of testosterone pellets for men and women. And uh, they've been very, very successful in a business plan. But what is the
1: reason? What is the reason why women think they need testosterone?
0: For what? Because it can increase libido, increase energy, help sleep.
1: Okay. So those are the reasons. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, It's a fairly safe medication. Uh, It carries some risk. Um, But it's often thought of as a hormone replacement, but it's really not. It's really a supplement. Um, Gradually for men... Um, testosterone levels uh, peak in adolescence and early 20s and then they decline and they continue to decline for the rest of a male lifetime um, for women they are within a particular range about a tenth of the levels of um, of men but um, they don't change quite as quickly as men's, and they certainly don't change as quickly as estrogen and progesterone um, at menopause. So what Biot did was enable women to have a um, a significant supplement subcutaneously uh, placed every three or four months, um, which increased, give, you know, give them the benefits. So and it's a
1: little... little- Basically, it's put in their hip.
0: Well, but that's what BioT. <laughs> okay, that's what BioT were doing, mm-hmm. and BioT had a, a really a great business plan, where they would train physicians to put in the implants, and they would advise the physicians as to what dosing they should use, um, and they would then supply the pellets to the physician to do that for a certain price so it was very beneficial for the com- for the company um it was because uh, they charged physicians to to train them right um and uh, and they required those physicians i believe only to use biot pellets so that started and it started um not just from gynecologists um or um, right. orthopedic um or or um,
1: trainers were trainers, doing it and so and
0: yeah um and that's that's how this spread a lot mm-hmm. now the alternative to use a pellet is to use a cream for men there are patches available I don't believe that there are patches available for women, but there might be but
1: there's cream
0: but there's a cream so you don't have to use the pellets now um injections, Uh, are also possible. They're usually weekly injections that men use primarily. Uh, Women do sometimes as an option there for them to use that. But most of the time for women, it's pellets or creams. And most of the times for men, it's um, mainly injections uh, or it can be implants and it can be creams, whatever the the individual wants. Um, The
1: but like if if a woman <clears throat> is presenting and she has she's not sleeping, she's feeling weak in her workouts, does that come to your mind right away? Like yeah. oh you should go on testosterone?
0: Well, yeah, as long as we can rule out other things that are more important, we're not just gonna uh, uh, blankly put somebody on testosterone because they have those symptoms. We're gonna look and see what other issues are going on. Is this a thyroid issue? Is it another endocrine issue? Is it a menopausal issue? Um,
1: <clears throat> so, so have you always looked at testosterone in women? Yeah. In labs?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, more so now, mm-hmm. for sure. But uh, um, I've, I've used it for years. Um, and it's been beneficial. And a lot of uh, patients who are premenopausal or perimenopausal uh, will do that rather than putting them on any um, estrogen or progesterone right because they're not on. really yeah. there right uh, at this point. Um, it's um, I, I don't much like using pellets for men because first of all, men are wimps. Um, secondly, their skin is thicker and so it's a uh, a uh, um, a somewhat harder um, implant to put in. And it's 10 times as much in dose than we're giving to women. So there's way more pellets that we mm-hmm. need to put in. And men have less fat tissue uh, in which to place it. So um, it's more of an ordeal, I think. And so I, I do that for some men. But my my preference is teaching them to do an injection um, themselves at home or um, or prescribing cream. Um, I don't have any women that I know of, uh, patients, um, you injecting themselves, but I have lots of creams. Um,
1: so for women listening, I mean, because we know what testosterone, I mean, with the male component, but for women listening, if they're struggling with,
0: you know, it's live lives are stressful at the moment in our current society. Um, People are working hard, um, there's a, an issue of, uh, of stress and uh, lack of sleep and we, we need to do a full evaluation of the patient to make sure that there isn't some other reason uh, or some reason that we could we should be treating before giving them testosterone. But testosterone certainly uh, is a good additive uh, supplement. And um, often when we're doing hormone replacement therapy with estrogen and progesterone, we'll use testosterone as well because it it sort of completes the picture. And for most of those patients, most of those women, um, the, uh, the, the increase in libido that some people, most people get from uh, good levels of testosterone are um, very beneficial. And, uh, you know, with the men... Um, you know, it it's um, again it it improves libido, um, it improves strength, endurance, um, sleep, and sleep. Yeah, the downside is that, as I said earlier, it's not without risk. There's mm-hmm. a little increased risk of blood clots, uh, and uh, we don't want to give it with anybody with an elevated uh, uh, PSA, which is a sp- prostate specific antigen. Um, which could be a sign of prostate cancer because that could theoretically uh, stimulate prostate cancer. So if we have patients on testosterone, we have a full metabolic workup initially. Um, we decide what to do with it if everything else is okay, and then we watch things. And the other downside that that uh, people get with testosterone, particularly the high levels that men are, are on, because whereas we might shoot for a level of um 100 with uh, with women, we're going for about 1,000 with men. And that can cause uh, an increase in the percent of red blood cells per unit volume of blood. Um, uh, increasing the measurements that you would look at in the CBC, a complete blood count, would be uh, hemoglobin and hematocrit. And both of those are elevated um, or can be elevated at those higher levels. And that... Uh, is going to thicken the blood. So how often and do you
1: look at that when you're treating a man with testosterone? How often are you running those labs?
0: We're doing it um, at least once a year, uh, but in the beginning, we'll do one before they start, and then we'll do one um, whenever we're checking the the blood level to see if we're getting into the right therapeutic range for them, um, or the optimal range, uh, we'll do a CBC at that time too. So it'll be done a few times in the first six months of them being on testosterone and then once a year. And yes. we encourage patients to um, to use baby aspirin if their level's getting up. Uh, the other side effect of testosterone is you get a conversion of testosterone into estrogen. And this happens in males and females. And the male's um, estrogen level may rise and can actually give them some... Um, mammary gland mm-hmm. stimulation. So um, they they have tenderness in the in the breasts.
1: Gynecomastia. Um,
0: and yes. Although that may have nothing to do with testosterone.
1: But we do see those patients. Yeah. From the testosterone.
0: Yep. Yeah, we do.
1: Where that develops. Right. And they most of them didn't get therapy. In our office, they've come to us after they've been getting therapy someplace else. And their levels. You mean
0: testosterone by therapy, you're saying? They were getting their Mm -hmm. testosterone elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because that's one of the things that we'll look at. Yeah. There is a a lot of things that need to be discussed. We do, you know, full consultation with a patient before putting them on testosterone, follow them closely. And that's the only way to do it.
1: Thanks for listening. And if you have more questions, please let us know either by email or DM us on the Vagina Doctor podcast.
0: See you in the next episode. The Vagina Doctor podcast, it all starts here.